The more someone understands why they do what they do, the more precise and intentional their actions become. The more precise and intentional their actions become, the more they will discern between what is good and effective towards their goals and what is not. This practice done over time develops consistency between one's internal beliefs and one's actions. And as internal beliefs synchronize with outward actions, we call this authenticity. To be authentic, then, is first and foremost a matter of awareness, and then how that awareness plays itself out over time. Someone must know why they do what they do to be authentic, and they also have to be consistent with that belief in their actions. Let's take an example, something simple like losing weight. If I'm going to the gym and dieting and doing all this effort to lose weight, but I don't know why I'm doing it, I'm not being authentic. That doesn't mean I'm not a real person with real feelings or real desires. It just means that in this case, I'm not truly authentic about what I'm doing. But now let's say that one day I have an epiphany and I realize that what had driven me to lose weight and do all of these things was my insecurity because of people on social media. What then? At that point, new awareness creates an alchemical reaction in my mind which results in new desires and new actions. If I realize that my reasons were based in insecurity and yet willfully ignore those reasons and continue doing what I was doing, I will live with cognitive dissonance because I'll be living a lie. My actions are not consistent with my beliefs and I am therefore totally inauthentic because deep down, I am aware of it. But if I decide, you know what? I could care less about people's opinions on social media. I'm going to go back to eating whatever I want. Then my new actions, not working out, would be consistent with my new beliefs, which is not caring about people's opinions. The converse of this situation is also true. I may realize from my introspection that although having been motivated by social media may not have been a good reason initially, the reality is that going to the gym and eating differently have proven to be good habits for my long-term health and success that I want to keep. My original, superficial, and inauthentic reason, in this case, served as a catalyst to discover a deeper, more profound reason for doing something, all of which ultimately led to more authenticity by embracing my habits with a newfound sense of purpose. Of course, the great caveat here in either of these cases is that we could be lying to ourselves or just listening to outside factors, peer pressure, culture, circumstances, fears, and many other things that are always influencing our thinking one way or another. This is the ongoing dance of becoming more authentic in life as we learn to have discernment in our choices, to reflect on what we do, to evaluate our commitments, and to ultimately know why we do what we do. But all this can be pretty hard work, and truly authenticity is a never-ending journey of evolving awareness that leads to new actions, new habits, and new outcomes. There are countless ups and downs, and countless moments, especially if our goals are very high, where the question of whether or not to quit is the only question on our mind. It is in these moments that our journey ends and we wrestle with closure, or it breaks through to a newer level of authenticity. In either case, this journey is less like a walk through the park and often more like a climb on an increasingly more difficult mountain. 
Anyone who has ever endeavored to do something great will testify to these truths. And today, the personal growth and motivation industry is a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason. People watch motivational videos, listen to motivational music, read motivational books, and attend motivational seminars or courses. Anything to push through to that next barrier and be as authentic as possible. Because authenticity is what everybody wants. But what exactly is authenticity? If we go by what I just said, that being authentic is simply being aware of why you do what you do and being consistent with your actions, then someone who does something by accident is not authentic because they cannot reproduce the result on command. Therefore, being authentic inherently carries with it a connotation of intentionality. In the world of personal growth and motivation, countless gurus talk about authenticity. I know because I used to be one of them, but few realize what a ceaseless rat race it actually is. That is why my message today on this very important topic has nothing to do with motivation, but rather with something even more profound and practical, hope. At the heart of the Christian faith is a unique message about how the important work of life is done. Understood rightly, this message is in complete conflict with culture because it humbles the mind and cuts the cords of attachment to the world through submission and surrender to God. It is also for this very reason why this message is a source of ultimate freedom. This is the message of the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ has paid the debt mankind owed to its creator and that he resurrected from the dead, a promise we too can share in through our faith and trust in him. The gospel is unique in history for several reasons, but the most prominent has to do with how it frames the nature of work. In every pursuit from New Age to the personal growth movement to politics, business, education, and every religion in history, the responsibility to do the work has always fallen upon man. Yet according to the gospel, man is actually incapable of doing the work he needs to do to reconcile himself back to God, and therefore he needs a savior. This is such an important point and I truly hope you don't miss it. The fundamental difference between the world and the gospel is that the Bible sees rightly the nature of man as flawed and broken and incapable of doing the work that he needs to do. The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked, that's in Jeremiah 17:9, that we cannot trust our own understanding, that's Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6, that the God of this age, who is Satan, has blinded the minds of people, that's 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4, that even our good deeds are like filthy rags when they're not grounded in a relationship with God, that's Isaiah 64 verse 6, and that nobody seeks after God naturally, that's in Romans 3.10 and 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Where the world believes that man is inherently good and therefore doesn't need anyone to rescue him, Bible tells the truth and reveals mankind's incompetence in saving himself from the problem of being human. Yet this bad news is by design because it leads us to the good news of the gospel, where through faith we find rescue, relief, righteousness, and all that is good in a perfect source outside of mankind through Jesus Christ. With this in mind, we now return back to the topic at hand 
of what it means to be authentic. The world's answer to this key question is easy. Just do more work. Put in the long hours, give a few things up, take some coaching maybe, go to seminars, listen to motivating music, push through those boundaries, don't give up, and a million other similar things that you've probably already heard. I've been on both the teaching and the receiving end of this advice. And while there are some good things to learn in the end, it is exhausting and is a never-ending rat race. In stark contrast to the world's advice, Jesus famously invites all of us to come to him and be refreshed. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 28-30 The truth is that nobody in history spoke like Jesus did, and nobody in history claimed the things that Jesus claimed. Many indeed claimed to be God, but nobody claimed to forgive sins through their death as payment to God. When we accept the truth of the gospel, that mankind is indeed wicked and cannot save himself from the problem of being human, nor from the problem of death, we come to the foot of the cross in desperation and ask God to give us a new heart to take the wheel of our lives, and to take care of us in this life and the next. At that moment of genuine repentance and faith, one is born again and receives the most precious gift there is, the gift of God's Holy Spirit, which grants new awareness, new desires, and ultimately a new life. This new awareness is the ability to see the world and ourselves rightly. And our new heart yearns to do things that are truly good and profitable in God's eyes. Over time and by the work of the Holy Spirit, we are conformed to the perfect character and image of Christ himself. That's in Romans 8 verse 29. And the Holy Spirit working in our lives to do this is actually God's guarantee that he will save us from death and sinfulness. That's in Ephesians 1 verse 14. The final book of the Bible the book of Revelation, describes a return to paradise where all who believed in Jesus' words will live forever in perfect bodies and a perfect creation. So you see, the Bible's approach to authenticity is actually very different than the world's approach to authenticity. While one screams at you with more temporary motivation, the other gently invites you with an unshakable hope. While one hinges on your own fragile human heart, and willpower, the other is built on the solid foundation of a perfect being who will take the wheel and do the great work that needs to be done. To be authentic means to know why you do what you do and to be consistent in your actions. This first begins with new awareness and it is perfected with practice. For the Christian, this process is no different than the non-Christian, yet the great difference is in who is doing the work and why. With that in mind, there is no greater why in life than to be like God, the perfect and indescribably beautiful creator of time and space. Nothing we can do or think up in our limited minds can even come close to that outcome. Yet this is exactly the purpose that the Bible calls us to through the message of the gospel, to be like God. Not in the way that Satan called Eve in the garden, by appealing to her ego, but in the way that Christ calls us through his timeless example of selflessness, grace, 
and surrender. Yet for every great why in life, there is an equally great amount of work needed to be done. In the world, lofty goals require immense work and planning, and often most people are not successful in reaching their dreams because of this. Nevertheless, we see again the wisdom and power of God through the gospel. The greatest, most authentic goal there is to be like God, which also requires the greatest amount of work, is not done by man, but by God himself. What a profound truth to meditate on for the rest of eternity. Through the Holy Spirit, we are supernaturally changed and given eyes to see reality for how it is and to see ourselves and God rightly. Through the Holy Spirit, we can live a life of daily surrender and yet trust that our enormous task of being more like God will get accomplished in due time. Of course, eternity is designed to fulfill this goal because nobody will be perfected in this life. But we know that God works all things for the good for those who love and trust in Him regardless. That's in Romans 8, verse 28. This is the message of the gospel and what it means to be authentic in a Christian sense. It is not a message of motivation, of pushing past your barriers, of working harder, or of relying on your own willpower. It is rather a message of hope, of trust, and of surrender to the perfect will and power of the creator of the universe so that you can achieve the greatest possible goal of the universe to be more like him. It is not work, but freedom, and it costs you nothing because it is a free gift. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9.